Welcome to this first episode of Dash of Honey. Today, Ali and I are interviewing our friend Dion, who is a marketing and brand strategy major at Columbia College Chicago, who introduced us to his friend Jeremy, who runs Black People Eats uh, Instagram account and BlackPeopleEats.com. Black People Eats is an Instagram account that started in 2017 that highlights black-owned restaurants in the Chicago and Atlanta areas specifically. Um, since starting in 2017, it has grown to over 45,000 followers on Instagram alone. And needless to say, Jeremy is an expert in brand strategy, uh, specifically in the restaurant industry and what gets people's attention on Instagram and social platforms that have become so important for the hospitality industry. So in this episode, he dives deep into what he thinks restaurants could have been doing before this crisis to prepare for it and build a lasting brand and what they can be doing now, even if they're starting at ground zero, to build something that lasts throughout this crisis and well beyond. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Uh, today, uh, we're here, uh, the Give Me team is here with Dion and Jeremy from Black People Eats. And I guess we'll just jump right into it. And uh, first off, uh, Dion and Jeremy, do you wanna go ahead and introduce yourselves? Tell us a little bit about your backgrounds and how we're all here in the same room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Or sure. Zoom. Yeah, on Zoom, right? Well, yeah, so um, I'm currently a Columbia College Chicago student. I actually graduate um, next week, next Friday. I'm super excited about that. We're having a Zoom commencement, so it's a co commencement on Zoom. So I'm excited about that. And um, let's see, I started working with Horatio at the beginning of my school semester this spring. Uh, we had the partner with uh, 1871 team, which they are a tech incubator. And so just with my class, we have to partner with one of the uh, businesses there. And I was assigned to Horatio's company, um, Giffy, Horatio's and Ale's company, Giffy. And so uh, I've, I've just been super excited to work with them. I've been working with them throughout the whole term. And um, so that's how I met Horatio and Ale. I met Jeremy a long time ago. Uh, it's so funny, man. We met, <laughs> we met 10 years ago at Culver's. Like we was like in a whole nother place. I was, um, I'm, 27, uh, 27 hours, so I was 17, then just got done with high school. I just met Jeremy, this cool dude. Um, I was his this play. I <laughs> Super long, long uh, time ago, man. So we've been knowing each other a while. Coming fast, fast forward, man, it's, it's, this, um, it's this page that's blowing up with like food. And you know, if you, you want to go to a restaurant, if you want to go to a restaurant in African-American community, like it's this page that was just like blowing up, like just finding all the best, best, best spots to go to. So I'm like, oh man, this page, page is cool. This page is cool, right? So I went to go see who was the owner of the page. I'm like, wait, is that Jeremy? They <laughs> come to find out it's like one of my good friends, Jeremy, he owns this page of like 45,000 followers, influencer, and like he is killing the game. So uh, man, bro, like I'm, I am proud of you, man. And uh, I'm super excited for you. So that's how I met, met Jeremy. So yeah, man, you so like, go ahead. Kind of like Dion said, I was working in the food industry at Culver's. I don't know if y'all ever been there. And then from Culver's, I saw this kid with this cool beard. I'm like, who is this? And then I found out he played the piano. I played the piano. We both was at church. After that, we just started talking. And then uh, a little bit about me, you know, I got a finance degree. I'm financed by, um, by school, by background. But I always love food. I like to cook, work in the food industry. Mom makes everything from scratch. So for me, it was really just like, I just love to eat. 
and I just got started one day. Honestly, I know y'all got some more questions, but I literally just, I woke up one day, I just picked up a camera, and I just started recording, and out of nowhere, my frustration turned into a, a solving problem. Their problem just magnified, man. Like, it was just crazy. Like, it was just crazy. Like, I can't believe it. So, that's how me and Dion, man, that's how we're here. And I, uh, he told me about you guys, like, being able to take pictures and convert them into, like, ads. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I was like, yeah, let's do it. I was like, yeah, let's do it, Dion. Because Dion was like, hey, bro, I need you to do this for me. I need, hey, can you look into this? I know it would be really good. Yeah. But that's good. So that's why I'm here. And I'm here to answer any questions. Indeed. Can you tell us a little bit more about that day that you started Black People Eats? Okay, so that's the first question. So <laughs> have you guys ever heard of a restaurant called Eatily? It's like a grocery store called restaurant. Yes. So Eatily, yeah. every September, they have something called the Oktoberfest. It's unlimited, all you can eat. I had bought a ticket and I was there and I was there by myself and I just went by myself and I noticed that nobody really took videos of them eating. So I was like, I'm gonna just record myself eating. And that's it. And when I went, I noticed it wasn't a lot of minority restaurants and it wasn't a lot of minorities there. So I was like, man, I wonder why is that the case, you know? So I recorded. I recorded, I recorded myself, I'm sorry, I don't, somebody try to call me, I recorded myself eating, and when I woke up, I, I came home, I get, took the metro, and I said, I'm not gonna um, go to sleep until I find an editing app, so I found a free editing app, I edited the video, I added music, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna post it, it's not gonna get no more than 100 views, so I posted it. So at this point, I said, I'm going to just record myself eating and tell people what to get. Because most food influencers, they take you, like if I'm Alex and I just take a picture of a nice, beautiful spread, they don't tell you what to get. You know what I mean? So I was like, I'm going to just record myself and then I'm going to record items. After that, I started traveling and I noticed I would never get reposted. And I was like, man, why don't the Lopez page post me? Why don't, you know, Dion's page post me? Why don't this page post me? And I looked at the accounts and I noticed most of the influencers that they picked were not minorities. And most of the restaurants that they picked were not minority restaurants unless they were in certain neighborhoods. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start a program, I'm gonna start a company where I do nothing but highlight African-American restaurants only because they're not served. And from there, yeah. it literally like, I know we're gonna talk a little later, but it literally just, just went it just literally just went off. So that's really honestly how I got started. Like my started was just a frustration of why don't they promote us, you know? Like why don't they promote restaurants on the south side, on the east side, um, in the suburbs? And what they only promote them in like certain areas. And I noticed that and I was like, I need to do something about that. So that's kinda like how I got started, honestly. That's very inspiring. <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly this everything is a frustration like any entrepreneur typically what you're doing is because you don't like something or something's not being answered or something's not being solved or something's not being done and you don't talk about it you do it you be about it you make it happen and you solve a problem that everybody else wants you know what i mean and that's pretty much how it starts 
That's awesome. I mean, that's like what I guess the, like, the startup term for that is like product market fit, where it just like takes off right away. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, we're pre-product market fit, but how uh, could you dive deeper into like how many posts did it take till you saw like, wow, I really hit onto something or how many days um, into like your small little pivot, your realization that, you know, the minority community um, isn't being serviced in this like food, in food influencer world. Um, how many posts did it take for you to start seeing like, you know, the traction pick up significantly more than like, you know, what you had before with like Italy style content? Ooh, um, so I started my company December 12, 2017. Italy was September 17. So from September all the way leading up to around like late November, I was posting food on my personal page and my mentor um, and another lady named Rockford Eats. I had drove all the way to Rockford, went to go visit her, didn't even know her. She gave me a presentation, showed me what to do, how to do it. And I was still like, I want to keep it on my personal page. And my mentor said, you know, I can't force Horatio. I can't force, you know, water on my page. If you come to my page, maybe for hats. So he said, create something separate. So then I started, I said, you know what, I'm going to challenge myself. I'm gonna start something from scratch because that's how you really can measure it when you start it from scratch, right? And um, so I started December 12th, uh, 2017. I posted every day, twice a day for the first six months. Wow. 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 Yeah, because my goal, my goal was to, my goal was to get 100 followers at the end of the year in one year. That was my goal. Success. My mentor asked me what success was, and I said 10,000 followers. That's pretty cool. 10,000 followers and getting paid to eat. I have received a thousand in six months, and that's when I started to see the shift. I had received a thousand on a Wednesday. A week later, I was at 1,500. A week after that, I was at 2,000. A week after that, I was at 2,500. Because at month and mark, in six months, I had hit a thousand. Then an article was written in Chicago Magazine, which boosted. Then a restaurant put me on their page. That took it. Then I was on WGN. Then that kind of took it. You know, that kind of like brought it around. And after that, that's when I started to see. And the really big, big leap ratio was um, so this is six months in, it's June. August, I'm at 3,000 followers because the restaurant told me they didn't want me to come. And it was an African-American restaurant because he had more followers than me. <laughs> so like, let's say, Alex, let's say you have 50,000 followers and I have, and Horacio has 5,000 and he wants to come to your bakery to do it. And you tell him, um, I got 45 more thousand followers than you, so that's okay. And that's kind of what they told me. This was in August. This is eight months in. Two months later, I went from 3,000 to 10,000. Wow. That's when I kind of to notice that shift. Like, I started to see it, but that shift really happened after that moment. Because mm -hmm. I never really cared about followers. I only cared about adding value. I never really, I just cared about when you guys go to my page, you're going to say, ooh, that looks good. I like the way that food looks. It's juicy and all of this, you know. And honestly, man, that's, that's how I noticed it. I post it every day, twice a day. That's why whenever I help somebody, the first thing I tell them was, 
let's have a conversation after six months. Unless I really feel it in my heart, like I'm supposed to help you in this moment. If somebody reach out to me, the first thing I'm telling them is come to me after six months. Because if you can really do something three to six months every day, you care. Yeah. Well, you definitely achieved it because I was looking through your page earlier today and it all looks good. <laughs> so. Thanks. That's all I wanted, man. That's all I wanted. Like, I didn't care about the followers because remember, my success number was 10,000. So, like, I didn't, I didn't care. I just wanted to say, you go to the page. The food looks good. The food looks captivating. The food is emotionally grabbing. And I want to eat this. That's the only thing I want, you know, add value. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank for you. <laughs> yeah, no worry, man. That's right. In our generation, we want that now. Typically, when people reach out to me and say, how did you get a lot of followers? Most people, what they really want to know is how can they get it quick? Yeah. When you tell people post every day for six months, they don't want to do that. Right. That's yeah, a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. They don't want to do that. They don't want to do that. <laughs> Awesome. Um, have you seen any shift in the business or the company ever since COVID-19 started or how have you adjusted to it? Honestly, okay. So when we talk about shifts, yes. And I think for any entrepreneur, one thing that I would say is we need to be intimate with innovation. One of my values is innovation because nothing stays the same, right? Everything is going to change, either good or bad. So one of the shifts that I started to see was, okay, how do I restructure um, how we post food? Because we know that some restaurants shut down, some stayed open. So immediately I had to figure out which restaurants are open, then which restaurants are closed. So I had to kind of shift, adjust a little bit. So like what my team did was on my website, we have a database of every black restaurant we've made a selection on which black restaurants are open during COVID-19, then started to post more of those restaurants. So if Dion goes on my page, he at least knows, okay, well, this is up to date. This is current. You know, I don't want to post Alex cookies and she stopped selling cookies five weeks ago, you know, right. which is actually what, you know what I mean? So that was that. And then with the changes, what I started to see was in the very, very beginning, a lot of people weren't going to restaurants. Like, I'll be honest with you, a lot of people were afraid. They didn't know what was going to happen. They were fearful. They were scared. So what I was recommending to owners is instead of cooking, why don't you maybe start a YouTube channel? If you have 12,000 followers, why don't you maybe start a YouTube channel, show people how to cook? Or maybe why don't you start something different? So those are some of the things I started seeing in the beginning. But I'll be honest with you, in the kind of my business, and that, I, I noticed an up spike. Because now, think about it like this. What we do, what all four of us do, is all about digital media, digital branding, right? It's now, if you want to shop, buy something, it's going to be hard to get people's attention. So if Alex is the go-to girl for hair and Horacio is the go-to guy for glasses, I'm not going to go look at another company. I'm going straight to your page for glasses. And if me and Alex own a glass company, we now need to be on your page because we need people to see we have some of the best glasses. Mm -hmm. So what I realized is I need to do that. You know what I mean? I need to do that. And so because of that, 
restaurants started restaurants that didn't really want to pay for advertising pay for it like because now they need it because people aren't coming to me now for food because now you really got to pay to get people's attention you know what i mean like i wouldn't be shocked if i have never ran i ran ads now but like in the beginning i didn't run ads i would not be shocked if the price to for ads has went up you know because instead of you seeing now a restaurant that you would maybe look at when you walk down the street now you have to look at your phone and say okay where am i going to eat today yeah. So yeah, yeah exactly. I actually yeah. yeah, like I actually just got two contracts from restaurants. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, and man. those were those like in the work before this or like um are they like literally they came out of the blue and they're like, um, we need we, yeah, we we need your help. Uh let's um, sign this contract. Honestly, it was uh the relationships was there. Okay. I've had been there before. I've had I had done reviews on their restaurants before. I'm uh, sorry, that's something in the kitchen. We're making some homemade bread. I have been there before, but the thing is, when it um, it wasn't as serious to them. Like they knew I added value, but they just didn't want to pay for it. Yeah. Have any completely new restaurants come to you now? To any new ones? Yeah. Yes, um, I am starting to get emails now. Oh, let me turn this thing off, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, never mind. It went off. So I am, I did receive an email from a new few restaurant. And they want to work and now they want to talk. So now the key is capacity. You got to know how much you can take and then how much it's like, okay, I can't do that. So um, I was talking to Dion actually the other day. My company is now working on starting to do branding and marketing for restaurants because they need it. And I know we don't maybe have the time to take on all clients. So we're starting to do marketing Mondays where we provide YouTube videos to restaurants where they can learn about branding and things that they can do during COVID-19. Then we'll probably start some, we're going to start some cohorts pretty soon, but then to help nurture their brand. Cause like now is the best time to add value to restaurants, yeah. you know? So I do see some of the new ones coming and that's, you gotta kind of like, okay, like how can I help them where they are? Cause a lot of that depends. So yeah, I see a lot of new restaurants coming, but my thing is like adding the most value to them. Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. Um, you started talking about like, you're opening up that that cohort or you're having some sort of a class now uh it sounds like mm-hmm. um for these restaurants specifically on this digital branding because that's everything now as you said you know you have to get away from you mm-hmm. know real touch and grab real life to like everything's digital on your phone firsthand um so what are the and dion maybe you can talk to this too because you're in this you're in this space too just like digital marketing in general what restaurants are doing it right and what are the specific tactics um that you see work more successfully? Is it, you know, is there anything that they could implement today or is it just kind of the same strategy that got your business going, uh, Jeremy, where it's like posting constantly every day, engaging every day? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if uh, Dion uh, or Jeremy, you can like talk about like what you see brands and businesses capitalizing um, on during this time. Any tactics around that? Yeah. What I'll say is 
the best brands are not the brands that have the best products. Mm. It's the brands that spread it. McDonald's does not have the best burgers, but they sell the most burgers. Hmm. Well, don't you, don't you think like if, um, like if you're a mom and pop single location, uh, Mm -hmm. and they send, you know, cold food to someone, but their brand's really on point. Uh, what, what, like, is the dynamic different there? Or would you say still no? I'm gonna be honest with you, you'll be shocked. I've no restaurants where people will go that has bad service because the food is good. I'm gonna be honest, like, I will be, like, you'll be shocked that, like, I read some of the restaurants stuff and people, like, will, will settle. Instead of them dining in, they'll take it out. They won't just dine in. They just take it to go because they know the food is good. So when it comes to the branding, having a good, strong brand, it's really about the community, right? Like when you think of, let's use McDonald's, for example, you think of fast, quick food, no long, and they appeal, emotionally appeal to kids. So because of the kids want it, and then the parents keep seeing it, parents going to buy it. So one thing when it comes to branding that restaurants must have that they need to do is it's about community. Um, the restaurants that I've seen still make, I know restaurants that are still selling out. I know restaurants that are still doing seven figures a month in sales, but that's because they focus in on their community. So like imagine this. Okay, so let's say me and Alex owns a restaurant. And let's say we're in, in South Loop. 13th of Michigan. Let's say that we never, we never build anything. Let's say we never invest. We don't donate to the schools. We don't donate to the hospitals. We don't donate to the aldermans. We don't donate to none of that. We're in there. We get our money and we go to our nice, comfortable house. Then let's say Dion is next door. Every Friday, kids eat free. If you're a teacher, you get 20% off. If you're a social worker, you get 10% 10% off on Thursdays. Um, if you're a school, you get straight A's, you get one free item. Who do you think will last when now the community is forced in the house, right? So you're not going to maybe drive 30 minutes anymore to go eat. You're going to just go to your local community. And they're only going to support those who support them. It's like a support system, right? It's yeah. kind of like that thing in the playground. You used to go up and down, right? I support you. You support me. What happens if one person leaves, the other person is stuck high and dry, and it's like a 50-50. And I, most brands and restaurants that I know that's doing well now are involved in their community. Yeah. And just to, just to kind of go off what you just said, bro, I think that is perfect, and you hit it like nail on the head. I think that the, uh, I think that the big mom-and-pop shops, well, the mom-and-pop shops, um, the ones that can partner with the influencers in that community are going to be the uh, are, are going to be the shops that last. Like for real. So for African American communities, they need to partner with people like Jeremy, right? Because people are going to his page to see, you know, what restaurants to go to, what restaurants are open, which ones are closed, you know, which one has the best food, what's the best prices. You know, like they're going to people like Jeremy to see, you know what, you know what, I'm going to go to this place in Hyde Park on Saturday and Sunday because they have this special and I could just go in real quick and take it out. And you know what? Their service is good too, you know? And so when, and, and so now, especially because I can't just walk down the street and see it, 
you know, like Jeremy just said, I have to go to, you know, either I'm going to type it in on a search up uh, engine, right? Or I'm going to go to uh, Facebook, or I'm going to go to Facebook or something like that. Or I'm going to go to Jeremy's page to see, you know, uh, um, um, what restaurant to go go to. And so me personally, um, I don't really see a lot of that happening right now with the smaller pop mom and pop shops. But I would like to see that happen more because I believe that that will drive business, especially mm -hmm. during COVID, right? Like, I think that that will drive business, especially during times that we're in right now. You know, if they can go to a Jeremy and say, you, 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 I know a Jeremy, I'm, I want to pay you 500 uh, or $1,500 every two weeks to run ads for me so people can see it on your page, you know, so that way anytime before they go somewhere, I can, you know, they can at least have eyes on what we're doing through your page, you know, and then from that, that can more so drive a, drive a tra drive traffic to your shop. I think that that would be the ideal way, way to go versus, you know, still trying to, you know, you know, do anything else that, I mean, because there's not really too much that you can do right now, right? Other than, you know, go to like the Facebook or the search engines, the Google, the yeah, 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 Yahoo's or stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. I, so that's what I would like to see more. I don't see that happening as much now. Uh, but, and, and so, and I'm thinking more so too, um, more so in, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? More so in diverse communities, you know? And so, I, and I'm speaking really to, to I'm, I'm really speaking toward, towards that you know, really speaking towards the African American communities, right? And to the Hispanics and uh, Latinx, you know, I'm really speaking towards those. Communities. So that's, and I think that we can partner more so in those communities. I think that those those, those restaurants will last longer. Well, they're right. allowed through COVID, so. And when you think about it, Horatio, like, think about it like this. This COVID-19 did nothing but remove the blanket and expose, right? It will expose whether you're legit good brand yeah. or you legit bad brand. This is an example of a good brand. One of my restaurants just opened up May 1st. I posted a picture the day they opened. Somebody had commented and said they're open. I Googled and drove 30 minutes and got there and they were not open. I was sad. I can't wait to go back. That's good branding. Bad branding is like, I don't even want them to be here. I hope they close down. So think about like that, like you're waiting for some a restaurant to open. Like I was waiting for certain restaurants to open back up because I love the food. I love the environment. I love the, that's what a great brand does. It says, oh, oh, Dion's here. Yeah, Dion, yeah, that's a, that's a good brand right there, man. Every time I buy, buy that, that smoothie, it's so good. It's just warm, yeah. it's inviting, it's, that's what a good brand does, man. It emotionally grabs you. Emotionally attached to it. Absolutely. You mm -hmm. all know what too, Jeremy. And it like it, even more so than 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 the food. I bet you, I bet you when you go in, it's not even the food, but it's the service. It's the people. It's the the, the smell when you walk in. It's the love that you feel, right? Like it's mm -hmm. the whole experience of the restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They are grabbing all five senses. What? Uh touch, smell. Uh, 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 the eyesight. Come on, y'all know the five senses. I don't know. <laughs> all of them. But let's <laughs> taste, hear, see. Right, right, right. But y'all know the five senses. But they're grabbing at all five senses. And that is what's creating that good 
branding that good lasting impact and therefore mm-hmm. and so those are going to be the ones that last on COVID-19 like you said the ones that got that good solid branding and that just from an overall perspective that when this is all over with you can't wait to go back into their restaurant those are going to be the ones that last and those are going to, and the ones that don't last is, is going to be exactly like what 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 you just said the ones that's like um they were okay but i can kind of do without them right now you know just kind of those subpar you know they barely making it you know like those are going to be, be those are going to be the ones that dwindle out right and so and the ones that have what you just said and they capture all five senses of what you are what you do of their audience those are those are the ones that know that tar, 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 that know their target market like the back of their hand like they know their target market they know what they like they know what they want to buy they know what time they're up in the day they know what jobs they got you know they listen they know it all and uh, again those are those are the restaurants that last so mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, having a good brand is definitely everything. Uh, so kind of going off of that, what do you guys recommend that businesses or restaurants do to build a good brand? And how do you think they should take advantage of social media to do it? Yeah, that's be that's consistent. Be consistent. Um be consistent in your brand. I honestly would but before this is what I would tell them. Restaurants now have a great chance, even businesses they have a great chance to rebrand. Like, you don't have to worry a lot about, you know, trying to rebrand and somebody judging you at, in the process. You know, you can really learn right now. The best thing to do is, if they don't have a mission, write the mission. All restaurants still need a mission statement because through your mission statement, you funnel your execution and content. So my mission statement is connecting people to, Black-owned food and beverage companies around the world. So what does that mean? Pictures, photos, videos, any interviews, interviews with owners, um, restaurant marketing. It can be anything because that's my mission statement. So I think restaurants should really say, like, what is my mission? What is my assignment in my community? And push that content through social media. And when they do that, post great pictures every day first great videos every like you have to create emotional grabbing pictures yeah. if you can't like you're not gonna you're not gonna see a piece of burnt pizza and say i want to eat that right like come on man like y'all see some burnt pizza <laughs> Brazil, you're gonna be like i'm good i don't want that i just go by the home run in and walmart and just cook it myself but imagine if you see something like a crab leg with just juice dripping from the like butter dripping from the leg or imagine you see the chicken coming out the grease slow and it's moving on the pot like creating that emotionally grabbing content so i think i would say content consistency and content consistency and content and community yeah and i think to add on to that jeremy consistency strategic content also knowing how to pivot i think too is really really important so being consistent the content and knowing how to pivot because i think that the restaurants that pivot or this is just any this this is just any brand in uh a general the ones that know how to pivot during this time will be the ones that last as well so the ones that can adjust the best right so the uh, uh restaurant who maybe had a lot of their foot foot 
foot traffic through maybe uh, doing stuff on like the sidewalk, you know, into where people can come in and they can, you know, grab a, grab a sample or, you know, but they just like, they got most of their foot traffic by people kind of walking by their, uh, their uh, shop, right? Like they more so the ones that can pivot. So say that same restaurant now, like, and this is going back to uh, Jeremy. Now they're like, you know what? We need to be smart. We need to pivot. Let me go to Jeremy and see if he can help me out. Like the ones that can put their pride down and just, you know, accept that, hey, these are, there are so many food influencers uh, that are just killing the game right now that can help me last and that can even outlast the competition. And then too, Jeremy, what you just said, like this is a perfect time to rebrand because the brands that maybe were in front of you and, you know, brought in more sales and more people, now the, uh, the uh, plan, plan, now the plan field is level, right? So guess what? So now when they do partner with someone like, like you, now guess what? Those sales in that, uh, in that shop that, that, that maybe have more sales than, than you, now you, mm -hmm. now you find yourself and you're starting to kind of creep, creep up now. Why? Because mm -hmm. now you're ahead of the game in terms of mar marketing and branding. Now you know, now because now you're using the power of what? Social media and digital media and content, right? So now you're using that power to your advantage now versus, you know, you doing kind of the sidewalk thing, the samples, you know, like now you're knowing how to shift and now you're knowing um, when, when, now you're knowing when to pivot. And I think that, and I think that that's so important for any brand or any business right now, because let's just be, be let's just be honest, it's going to be a while before times really get back to normal, right? Before it, there can be 450 people in one place and we all just kind of one restaurant, which we're just all just kind of doing, doing our thing, right? It's going to be a while before we really get back to that place. So during this time, how can you pivot? You know, how can you change? How can you adjust? How can you do stuff different? Because like you said, um, things are going to change. Stuff is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And the ones that can change and the restaurants that can change, that can, uh, um, that can pivot, that can adjust, the ones that can really just go with the test of times, those are going to be the brands that last. Those are, gonna, those are going to be the brands that we remember. So along with all of the content, having the ju 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 juicy food and, long, you know, and, and eating the burgers and partnering with people like Jeremy, along with doing those, those things, you also have to know how to pivot, when to pivot, and um and 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 yeah, I'm gonna give this one egg example. So I go to a church, um the the church. Well, I used to go to to the church, but I still I have a, a lot of friends that still go to this church. Um, the church's name, the church is called Soul City Church, right? Um, they're in the West West Loop. So they were a they are a growing church, growing ministry. You know, um, every Sunday have about three thousand people there, right? Um, but of course, COVID happened. Now, most of their marketing and branding, yeah, they were good on us. So, so social media and Facebook and, and, and Google, the search engines and the whole thing. But the thing is, they weren't the only church that was good at doing, doing that, right? So there, there were churches, you know, that were also doing that stuff good with social media and content and stuff like that. But now, you know, now, now that we're all kind of forced to pivot, forced to change, forced to kind of do this whole thing, um, I would say that Soul City right now, they probably did it the best. Like they did it the best. Their engagement was on point. Their social media was on point. Their, their, uh, just their content at large was just really, really good. And they were ahead of the curve. Even before the, the, even, even before the mayor called for just like a citywide shutdown and everybody had to stay, stay at home. 
Soul City Church, they did it first. They said, you know what? We're not going to wait for for the mayor to do this. We're going to do it first, right? So they were kind of the uh, uh, leaders in doing the citywide shut, shut, the citywide shut, shut, citywide shutdown thing. But like now, they are the front runners in churches that maybe were in front of them in in terms terms of numbers and engage and engagement. Like now, they're starting to see themselves being kind of just the top tier, you know. And I and I I hate 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 to say like top tier church, right? I don't like the you I don't like the you that in in terms of church. But like they're now they're they're starting to see themselves kind of be just that top number. Why? Because they knew how to pivot and they knew how to use social media to their advantage. Awesome. I mean, that's the perfect examples of, um, of that. Like it, that's the name of the game. We're in a new world, a new normal. So just so we start to wrap up here, Jeremy, could you, uh, either, we, we've talked a lot about like, obviously the high level of like that we're living in a new world and that people need to pivot. Could you give like a, maybe a positive shout out of maybe a client or maybe a restaurant that you admire from a distance? Uh, give us the exact example of like the tactics that they're doing. Like, are they, do you know they're going into the shop an hour early and taking photos or are they DMing people like you like five times a day? Give us the best tactic that a restaurant should be doing in this new world we're living in. Yeah. So like one restaurant, cause I'm not going to use none I work with. I ain't going to do that. One restaurant that I um, do, I don't know pretty well in Turkey, uh, in Houston, it's called Turkey Layer Cut. Kuturkulika is a great example of a great brand. They still have a line. They did a food truck and they still had a line for the food truck. That's not including in their restaurant as well. So with with Turkulika, what I've noticed is they're very pretty good at amazing pictures, showing great environment, great energy. Um, even, you know, they got four, they just purchased, I think they're fourth or fifth. Uh, uh, food truck because every time you see you see these big giant turkey legs you see great amazing sauce saliving all that thing they're a pretty good brand doing amazing doing amazing things in Houston still selling out still got sold out crawfish boils people like it's, it's just crazy like to see like restaurants like that still doing good because they focus on their brand they brand it's great food and they still sell out every day. They still doing numbers every day. They still have lines every day because people know it is a good product, but it's a good brand. You get like the whole package, great service, great food, hot food, you know what I mean? So that's one thing, one restaurant that I know is doing really, really well during the situation. Awesome. Uh, sweet. Um... Thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for doing this. Um, I really enjoyed just hearing your perspective on what you've seen and getting your, um, you know, you're, you're an A player in this space right now with the influencer marketing and especially around food. Um, and I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for just jumping on and having a conversation with us. Oh, you're welcome, man. I'm glad I can help you guys. Honestly, man, just keep it up. Just remember, even for yourselves as young entrepreneurs, be consistent, be patient, be um, authentic. And when you do those things, over time, skyrockets. Telling you, like, that's what I know. Everybody I know that's successful is successful because 
Patience, man. Patience, mm-hmm. consistency, great brand. That's good. And you just, so just take off. Awesome. Take, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, the more you guys do it. And you're living proof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just keep it up, man. And honestly, what's going to happen is your success is going to go so far, you're going to have to naturally catch up to where your success is. That's exactly what's going to happen. And then you're going to have to find yourself like, oh, snaps. I've met the goal. What's next? Mm. Trust me. Just keep it up, y'all. Just keep it up. And y'all going to see this. Just take off. Watch. Just keep it up. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, guys. Take care. You're welcome. Y'all take care. Thank you so much, everyone. Hey, absolutely. All right, bye-bye. See y'all.